Grace and mercy and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What a great day it is to be in God's house and celebrate once again that we are alive in Christ. That's why we're here because we have a God who is for us, not against us, and a God who is with us. Last week, when we gathered together for worship. That's what we talked about. We talked about worship and how important it is for the family of God to gather together often to receive the gifts of God and to respond in thanks and praise. Today we're going to focus on the second environment that we believe is important for disciples of Jesus Christ to be part of. And and that's at our church what we call groups. Groups. Groups follow closely the words of Jesus Christ where he says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with them also. We believe that it is not good for us to live life alone. As a matter of fact, we believe it's necessary for us to be in relationship with other Christians and with non-Christians as well. And we emphasize groups here at Saints Peter and Paul because we believe we were not created to live life alone. We were created to be in relationships with people, to receive from others, and also to give to others. So we say it like this. We believe that we are alive in Christ, in groups, for one another, with one another. We exist to be in relationships with one another, but also to be for one another. Just as Jesus Christ is for us and with us, we are for one another and with one another. I read in a book recently this line. It said, the church is not perfect. It's made up of forgiven sinners. Or as a Sri Lankan pastor named D.T. Niles put it, the church is not perfect. It's made up of Beggars who tell other beggars where bread is. We are broken people, hungry people. Every one of us, me included, hungry. Hungry for forgiveness. Hungry for purpose. We are hungry for life to be given to us. We live in a tiresome world. One in which it's very easy to just get caught up and mixed up and swallowed in. But we here in the church recognize that we don't have it together and we admit it. I admit it. I am not perfect. By far, uh, by a far stretch, I am not perfect. The church is made up of beggars who say to other beggars, let me show you where the bread of life is. And his name is Jesus. The bread of life is Jesus. And so we hold one another together and we gather together imperfect people coming back to Jesus over and over and over again. Now that bread of life, Jesus is his name, that bread of life also gives us another image in the Gospel of John of what it looks like to be disciples of Jesus Christ gathered together as a church. And it's this image in John 15, the image of a vineyard. Image of a vineyard. I think it's a pretty simple image image, but Jesus says it like this. I am the vine, 
My father is the vine dresser, the, the farmer, the one who takes care of his vines. You are the branches, and whoever remains on the vine bears much fruit. That's a paraphrase of a couple of the verses here in John 15. Jesus is the vine. The father is the farmer. He takes care of his vineyard. And you and I are the branches. We who believe in Jesus are the branches in this vineyard. Have you ever been to a grape vineyard before? I think maybe even some of you here grow grapes at your house. But I've been to some vineyards in California where the rolling hills and just seems like endless rows and rows and rows of, of vines. I've, I've seen them in the mountains of Washington State in the Columbia River Valley. It's beautiful to see these vineyards and the endless rows when they're healthy and strong. It is a beautiful image. And it's a fitting image for us today, a, a, a wonderful image for Jesus to give us of what it looks like to be disciples of his gathered together as the church. Just think about it. Jesus is the one great unifier. If he's the vine, he is the unifier. He is the reason that we are here today. It should be anyways. Jesus is the reason that we are here because we desire to be close to him. Because when we are close to him, we receive from him. Jesus says in verse 4 of chapter 15, Jesus says, abide in me and I in you. The Greek word there for abide, it can also be translated as remain or, or continue to be. As if Jesus is saying, you're already part of me because I created you. I gave you life in the first place. I'm the one who's given you eternal life through my death and resurrection. Don't go away. Stay here. Stay close. Let me fill you up with my life. So how is it that we remain in Jesus? How do we abide in him? Well, we remain in Jesus primarily by receiving from him. As the branch receives from the vine, so we receive from Jesus. Last week when we talked about worship, we, we emphasized how when we gather together for worship, worship is not just about us talking to God. It's, it's primarily God coming to give to us, to serve us with his word and with his sacraments for, the, for his life to be given to us. God is a God who comes for us and he comes to be with us. And this is so very good for us because we live hectic lives. We do. I've talked to some of you who are even retired, and I know that this is not escapable by even some of you who are retired. Life in this world just seems to be so frenetic, so chaotic, so distracting, and it's like we live life with blinders on, thinking, I just got to get there. And once I get there, I just got to get there. And once I get there, I just got to get there. And we just go and we go and we go. All the while disregarding everything that's going on around us. Jesus says, that's not how I've created you to be. Jesus says, I've created you to live close to me, close to me, and there you will receive from me. Jesus is very clear, even in verse 2 of John 15, that he, the, actually the father, has the prerogative, as the farmer does, to come and prune back the branches. Did you pick up on that? 
It said that the Father has the ability to come and prune back branches. Why does the farmer prune back branches? To give space for fruit to grow, to get rid of the unproductive things. Sometimes we all need a little bit of pruning in our lives as well. How does God do this in our lives? Sometimes it's through forced humility, (laughs) right? If we've been trying to live life selfishly or or holding on to our own pride or, or power, sometimes God lays things in our laps and we go, oh, I don't have it all under control. Sometimes we need that kind of pruning to recognize what it is that the vine has been giving to us all along. We need to stay close to Jesus Because when we stay close to Jesus, we receive from Jesus. And then as a branch, our responsibility is to branch further and to drip that sweet sap of the vine into other branches that those branches would then grow branches and that collectively, collectively we would bear much fruit. This is why Jesus uses the image of the vine And this is why this image of the vineyard makes so much sense for us when we talk about the importance of being together in groups. We are in relationships with one another to branch out and to branch out and to branch out and to branch out. Just think about it like this. Just think about it like this. Has any of you ever seen a single stick produce fruit all by itself? I thought about getting some grapes and like hot gluing them to this stick so that it would look like, I don't know, I thought that would look kind of silly. That's not what it looks like, right? If you go to a fruit tree, the fruit doesn't just grow right off of here. It grows off of branches and branches and branches and those branches that hold one another together collectively bear much fruit, right? When you go to the store and you get some grapes, we even say, you know, at least at my house, the way we talk about this, you get how many grapes? You get a bunch of grapes, right? They come together in a bunch, right? Because the branches branch and branch and collectively they bear much fruit. We were not created to live life on our own as one single stick trying to do it all on our own. We were created to live with one another, being even dependent on one another for the life that comes from Jesus. Do you know this? We were created to be dependent on one another. This is a good thing. And in the world in which we live, all things are dependent on one another. If you think about it, maybe you engineer types like to think about stuff like this, but just, just look around even at this one building for a minute. As you look around, you see the things that are dependent on one another. Right? The roof is dependent on the walls to hold it up. The walls are dependent on the foundation to support it. You can zoom in even further and say, yeah, and then those things are dependent on the screws and the nails and the, and the bracing. And those things are even dependent on the manufacturers who made them and the, and the engineers that designed them. Right? We, go, we go back and we go back and we go back. Everything is dependent. Even in the natural world, Right? We talked about a vineyard, but the trees, they, they grow, but they branch and they branch and they're dependent on the soil and the roots to hold one another together and ultimately dependent upon the Creator. Why would we think that our life in the church would be any different? If anything else, it should be magnified even more greatly. That we, as God's people, are dependent upon one another. 
Satan wants to separate us. <laughs> he wants to tear us apart and get us living life like an isolated stick and, and making us think, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. Right? When in actuality, we actually need one another. We need one another, and this is good for us. We are beggars pointing other beggars to where the bread is. We are better together. We're better together. Do you know this? We're better together. The branches show the branches where the sweet sap of the vine is, and those branches drip that sweet sap into one another, and we hold on to Jesus. We remain in Jesus. And I don't just, remain, I don't just say we remain and hold on to Jesus for survival. We remain in Jesus so that we can receive from him what only he can give and that is his sweet word of life and forgiveness in his name. The vine gives life to the branch. The branch branches out to others and gives life to them, and they collectively bear much fruit. And that fruit is sweet because Jesus is sweet. <laughs> the fruit is sweet because it receives the sap from the vine. Because the life of Jesus is sweet, so is the fruit. And we produce fruit collectively to the Father's delight, it says. Friends, this is what discipleship is. This is why Jesus says, By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. This is what discipleship is. When you first remain with Jesus, He drips His sweet life into you, and then you look into the lives of other people and you say, I will give my life for you. As Jesus continuously gives his life for me, I want to give my life for you and I want to tell you about Jesus. And then I want you to do the same thing. And you do the same thing. And these branches branch and they branch all while giving the sweet love of Jesus Christ, bearing collectively a whole bunch of fruit. And what is this fruit that we grow? Well, the Bible says it could be a lot of different things. It is all of the good works that we do, but I'd like to use biblical, a biblical image for you. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit, maybe you've heard this before, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Maybe you've heard those things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. These are wonderful things. Maybe you hear those and you go, oh man, I'd love to live like that. Yeah, I would too. The evil one does not want us to eat that fruit. He wants us to eat and produce the fruit of anxiety, stress, harried and hurried lives, too busy to see our neighbors in need, distracted, worn out, burned out. That's the fruit Satan wants us to eat, trying to get us to live life alone. Jesus has promised us something much sweeter, and that is to love one another as we have been loved by him. And when we do, we pr pr produce much fruit to the Father's delight, but also for the taking and eating by this world that they too might know of the sweet love of Jesus Christ. Jesus is for us. Jesus is with us. That's why we are created to be for one another and with one another. This is why we emphasize groups here at Saints Peter and Paul. Groups happen in many natural ways. Your family unit is a group. 
relationships develop in natural ways. Those are all good. But here at our church, we, we want to create some environments in which you can meet other Christian people and ideally meet non-Christian people as well and, and drip the sweet sap of Jesus Christ into one another. So I want to direct your attention right now uh, in your notes and news section of your bulletin. Go ahead and take this out. There is a handout that hopefully you got that looks like this. This is a listing of um, most all of the groups that are currently meeting right now at St. Peter and Paul. This is not an all-inclusive list. There are a couple of other things. Uh, and there are other things that happen at different times of the year. But these are all happening right now. So what I want you to do at, at this point, um, those of you sitting on the inside row, uh, so David, John, I think there's a, Mike, yeah, there's a thing of pencils by you. Um, so if you don't have something to write with, there are some in your row, and these folks on the inside can pass things out to you. Uh, Barb's going to play a little bit of, of music before we collect our offerings, and we want to give you a couple minutes uh, to look at this. Uh, and, and so you'll see it, you know, if you see something, you go, wow, that's intriguing. I'd like more info about that. Just check the box. If you go, wow, I'd love to be part of that, put, the, put, the, put something in the sign me up uh, part, and we'll, we'll contact you either way. Uh, at the end of it, there is a blank spot that says, hey, you know, I didn't see this, or I'd, I'd love to get together with people to do this activity or, or whatnot. Put your ideas down in here, and we'd love to uh, and get together with you and, and see some of these things happen. So.